0: and get time and let go of And you'll be my you. With me right We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals! uh, The best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It it must must run on Linux, Linux, and it it must be be really good. These are recommendations only, of course, uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead uh, may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, which is. hello friends and neighbors welcome to episode 86 of the best Linux games podcast being recorded for you on Friday the 17th of June 2016 or in the immortal words of sequel itself elemental and from beyond all hope and scope of time 20160617 5 538 a.m in the morning. Pacific Time. My name is Scoogie Sprite. And I am your host. Anyway, um, <laughs> it has been what we like to term uh, over here at Best Links Games Podcast a very rigorous and robust technical challenge, um, a series of technical challenges to get up and running for for uh, this week's episode, which we're recording early. And I know you're wondering why. It's being recorded on Friday morning instead of Friday night, even. That brings us, of course, to our top stories. And Ivor, a crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Cheers, Ivor. You have nothing to worry about. Ivor is looking kind of nervous because one of our top stories is related to Ivor's potential fucking future as the engineer of this program. I mean, uh no, he, he's fine. So there's the possibility that this week's episode might feature the audio engineering uh sonic sound smithery mastery and Jedi-like eardrums and the Da Vinci of the eardrum. No offense, Ivor. Ivor is great in everything, and Ivor is still going to be our board op. Anyway, there's a possibility that this week's episode is going to be guest-engineered by uh, Joe Jokimon Kendall. It's kind of an experiment. He'll be uh, dealing with the final cut and whatever he sends back to me he said he had some ideas for the show whatever he sends back to me i'm just gonna run with so if this week's episode is all fucking crazy or crazier than usual you know who to blame and this is just you know Right now, it's just for this week's show. We're going to try it out. We're going to bounce some ideas around and off of each other and stuff, like uh superheated plasma dodgeballs. Mmm, that sounds erotic. Anyway, so whatever he does, we're just going to run with it. There you go. Disclaimer. Complete brace yourself. And also... Due to accommodating, due to making the schedule accommodation for that to happen, we won't have deals this week inside of the this actual audio portion of the show. When the show hits the interwebs, though, if you're jonesing for our deal picks for you know this week, we will have them l- well linked to in the blurb for this week's show. So they'll be kind of like an online only thing. There's not much that I can see right now. Uh, at Friday 5:47 in the morning that's that good except for one game that you, as soon as you hear this oh never mind it'll be too late anyway i was going to say the magic circle right now is 50% off until midnight tonight at $9.99 that's a great game but anyway it'll probably be too late so i just i just teased you on something that you can't have life sucks doesn't it then okay so that's all of the housekeeping no deals Jokemon, might we might be experimented upon by Jokemon and no deals is bad news. While well, I do have one last top story and it is a piece of really good news. Mighty No Nine, as in Mighty Number no Nine, a game that I have anxiously followed, followed, and followed, and followed, and waited for, waited for and waited for, and followed, and then ignored, and, and then ignored, and then ignored, and then, inno- and then inno- ignore. ignored, and then followed. Don't look into the light, Marion. I just saw yesterday that Mighty Number no. Nine has update as on their Steam page. Mighty Number no. Nine, for those of you who are uninitiated, is possibly the, the next best thing to like a legit Mega Man X game coming out for the PC. It has all the potential to be way better than Mega Man. It's basically the functional equivalent of like what Axiom Verge does for Metroidvania. Mighty Number Nine. For as long as I've been doing this motherfucking show, Mighty Number Nine has been promising to come out, blah blah blah. It's been early access, all this shit for for fucking ever. Well, right now, and I don't know if they'll stick to this, but there are two salient facts about Mighty Number Nine that you should care about that I discovered as of yesterday. Mighty Number Nine now has an official release date. And it's the 21st of June 2016. That makes it next week. Five days from now. Or <laughs> almost five days. It's five days from now when I put these notes together and expected to go on the air seven hours ago. But anyway, that's the first thing. 21st of June 2016, Mighty Number no. Nine. That's what they say. Even better though. And this is super news. Mighty number no. nine now is. Plans to ship with Linux support. Of course, I am once again, you know, over the last 14 years, I've been scarred innumerable times as you know I've experienced crushing disappointment after crushing disappointment with things dropping Linux support at the last minute. And of course, right now the 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 pain is so real and so raw due to the recent uh, disappointments with HTC that just saying Linux support. Uh, you know, it's added Linux support for when it ships makes me kind of flinch like a beaten animal, like a battered kid. Uh, anyway, but mighty number no. nine. And you can be sure that you can be, you know, you can be damn sure that mighty number no. nine does ship with Linux support. You will hear more about it next week in the show. So that brings us to everyone's, well, Actually, I keep wanting to say everyone's favorite, the deals, but there are no deals this week! No deals! Except for online. That's all we got for Top Stories. So, we have... Oh, and by the way, for this show, we have um a huge mashup in our New and Noteworthy that's kind of like a combination of the old What I'm Playing segment that used to occasionally run on this show with the New and Noteworthy. And then we also have a review for you this week. A very good game. And... One of the games in our new and noteworthy is a game that you're going to want to hear about. So, what do you say? Don't look at me like that, Ivor. He's just going to do the final make. Don't you fucking look at me like that! I was a North American fall when we were in my fallen life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So, uh, first off, in our new and noteworthy, we have the final take. Which, to me, looks like it has the potential to be, um, a kind of a Blair Witch project crossed with aspects of the Fatal Frame series. For those of you who, uh, don't remember the Fatal Frame series, um, it was a fucking mind-bendingly terrifying game in which, uh, you play a pair of Japanese sisters, uh, who have to capture pictures of ghosts as they explore unbearably haunted things in the trick. The conceit of the game was you can't see the ghosts unless you are looking at them through your camera and the closer you... Anyway, there's style points. Anyway, the final take builds itself. It came out June 16th, so yesterday. The final take builds itself uh, as uh, an experience in which you relive the dark footage recorded from the perspective of multiple characters uh, in a unique first-person horror... Oh, and you, in this unique first person horror. Hmm. Anyway, so far the reviews have been mostly positive. 14 reviews. It just came out yesterday. So the final take, here's the best part. Now through June 23rd, it's 15% off. Not that it matters, but the price is $1.69. So that's the final take. Up next, we have, uh, three games that are now finally out of early access, which is really weird. Ah, shut up! Thank you, Ivor. You just hey, yeah, Ivor, your 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 severance pay and your pink slip. But no, I'm just kidding, Ivor. Don't cry, don't cry. I was just kidding, Ivor Molina. So up next we have these three games that are now finally out of early access. That I spent the entire time that I've ever been doing this show um, staring at them. First off is Funk. Lift, F-U-N-K-L-I-F-T, which builds itself as wreck your friends in a wild race for logistical glory, deliver the most items before time runs out in the ultimate forklifting party experience, reinventing musical party games as we know them. Who will become the champion of the storage? Um, and I seem to have memories of funk lift. This is of course a local multiplayer uh party game. Um I seem to have memories of funk lift. Being in Early Access, along with the next two titles, since I started doing this podcast. But the it's now officially out of Early Access, and it was released on, according to this, June 8th, 2016. Funk lift is $9.99. And it's super colorful. It looks like a cross between robot roller derby disco dodgeball. And um, my year and a half spent working in warehouses. So it's, like, hyper-colorful. But it's a party, baby, and you can't resist copy like that. Who will become the champion of the storage? So yeah, uh, it is $9.99. That's Funklift. F-U-N-K-L-I-F-T. Then, uh, continuing our little three game mini series. Thank you, Ivor. Ah, Ivor. I love you, Ivor. Well, where would I be without you? This game Dave. was in Insanely access When I started the podcast this Craya, Crea C-R-E-A So we're talking like two years I have found shelter I just pray that it will hold Gildor May your shields guard our hearts And thresholds That sounds so fucking like Porno phone call The hordes of beasts never end Nor does the land stop Okay this Anyway Crea Need help with the voiceovers, you know. I work. I'll work for free for that. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just giving them shit. So CREA, C R E A. It's very much like Terraria or Minecraft, but side-scrolling. You can think of it that way. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I have bought it. I bought it last night. CREA builds itself as progress with every slain monster. Learn over 80 skills through talents. Craft hundreds of items and explore vast procedurally generated worlds in this ever-expanding sandbox RPG. Um, and so far the user reviews overall, very positive. 515 reviews. Like I said, it's been an early access for forever. Well, Craya is finally here. It is finished. Creya is $14.99 and three of my friends on Steam already want this game and it was on my want list. Uh, and I finally bought it last night. So that's Kreia, $14.99, and they also have a four pack for $44.99, because Christmas is right around the corner, right? Right, Ivor? Yeah, that's right. Anyway, and finally, in our, in our third, um, our third game of, uh, finally out of early access, which is so weird. Like, cause I, these games have been in early access for so long for me that, like, I see their icons in, like, store searches and store lists, like wallpaper, because like they're like Steam standbys for me. Anyway, this game we featured um, prominently uh, in uh, an episode, uh, I guess about six months ago, five months ago. Um, It was our best of the roguelikes, roguelands, R-O-G-U-E-L-A-N-D-S, roguelands, which sounds like... (laughs) <laughs> it sounds almost like Roguelands, like R-O-G-L-A-N-D-S Like Gonads, run amok Anyway, Roguelands, which is a Side-scrolling, uh, procedurally generated um, Platformer with uh, I think Online and local multiplayer I don't Actually I'm, I can't remember if it, if it Has online, but anyway, last time I played it Was like five months ago Roguelands is now out of early access. Uh, User reviews, very positive. 800 800 reviews. Um, Ostensibly, it says that the release date is November 6th, 2015, but that was when it was in early access and Steam used to get their shit together in terms of blah, blah, blah. It's very difficult to keep track of all these dates. But anyway, Roguelands is $9.99. Super, super, super complicated. Um, Don't let the colorful, happy... Uh, look and feel to the game fool you. There, It's, uh, you will die hundreds of times in your first, you'll die at least 15 times per hour for the first 10 hours of Roguelands. I should, and, uh, yeah, so they build itself as a hardcore multiplayer RPG. So that's Roguelands. So, those are our three little, um, finally, congratulations to all three of those titles to finally, um, getting out of early access. That's, I mean, (laughs) believe me, man, like, it, you know, if you're a one-man shop, it is not a trivial thing to finally have, uh, what you regard as, like, you know, the finished product, even if it is only an early iteration of the finished product, but to get out of early access, it's huge. So, then, Further in our new and noteworthy, we have The Narrator is a Dick, which I have not had time to play, but I did buy. Um, So The Narrator is a Dick has got to go in our new, new and noteworthy, because it's called The Narrator is a Dick, which builds itself as, in this narrative platformer... Congratulations, you're a failure. There's That's one so man nice. who's always out to get you, the narrator. He's a real jerk, but with determination and a That's lot of skill, maybe... You can make it through this crazy adventure. And it looks insane. It's a side-scrolling platformer. I am the light bringer. I am the fucking universe. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is what the adventure was worth. <laughs> so, the narrator is a dick. Um... Right now, it came out on June 14th of uh, this month. <laughs> I had to get it. It's uh now through June 21st. Narrator's dick is 15% off at $4.24. And it looks like a surreal, kind of like, um... <laughs> This is what the adventure is. <laughs> Looks like a surreal combination between, uh, side scrolling, uh, platformer a la Mario, uh, meets doom and destiny. Um, you know, total surreal gameplay. Like there's a moment in the video where you are in a flying bathtub upside down, shooting pellets at a oc- gigantic octopus floating in space. So anyway, that is the narrator is a dick. Now we're going to, we're going to skip two of our items on here on our new and noteworthy blog because we do have to get to our review but both of these are free neither one of them I'm particularly excited about the first is Radiator 2 which is, like, this bizarre sadomasochistic combination of three games about... It build itself as being about male sexuality. The first is, like, a, a, bar, a domination and abuse simulator. The second one, it, which is called Succulent, is, like, watching... A really, really, really elaborately fully realized 3D model of a dude in his underwear slobber over a corn dog. So far, I'm not excited. And the third one, which is called Stick Shift, I think. All three of these are free, and they're all part of Radiator 2. Um third one had the best piece of, uh, the best critical blurb I've seen, maybe in the last, like, five years for anything. This game allowed me to jerk off my, uh, to jerk off a car... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so that's Radiator 2. None of that really floats my boat, but, you know, I thought I should mention it. Um, so that's Radiator 2. It'd be interesting to consider if I would be more into it if it wasn't, if, uh, the object of all of this sexually, uh, charged imagery and blah was actually a chick instead of a guy. Anyway, it's a guy, and like, you know, they say a rose is a rose is a rose. Oh, thank you, Gertrude Stein. And our second of the two free games on this list is, uh, Transmissions Element 120, which is yet another, it's like a Yanoid, yet another Arkanoid client. Now, uh, Transmissions one, Element 120, I got excited over because I thought it was, um, Transistor Element 120, but it's not. It's Transmissions Element 120, which is another Valve Engine, independently developed, fam produced, uh, game using uh set, dem, set in demi set in an unofficial iteration of the half-life world which i don't care about because they fucked up the second game so fuck them and they can't make steam vr work either so they need to suck a dick they're on my shit list from now until eternity after after half-life 2 i was so pissed and then portal which as much as I enjoyed it and I beaten I got very good at portal, I even completed I think almost all of the challenges in terms of footsteps. Portal never mind, don't get me start. So that's radiator two and transmissions element number one twenty, both of which are free. Then what episode fraught with technical challenges could possibly be complete without it's it's ponderous, man. It's fucking ponderous. It's ponderous. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. That's right, Casey. I hear ponderous. you. I Hear that, Ivor? It's ponderous, motherfucker! Um, without yet another, uh, payday two disastrous... No, I'm, just kidding. I'm giving you shit, Ivor. We love you here. You do a great job. You do a great job. Yeah, just don't touch that control board. Anyway, payday two. So here's what we see in the video for the biker character pack and the biker heist. See a guy pulling up in a Harley that that, uh, that directorial style that we're all so familiar with now. Almost iconoclastic where it's, you know, we're looking at their feet. It's all from the bottom. So a guy pulls up in a Harley and he walks to a door and he pulls out a shotgun and a shot glass is full of ice and booze! And how long is this fucking video? Oh, it's five minutes and twenty-four. Anyway! Thank you, Ivor, for vetting that clip for us. You Fuck. Anyway, the biker character pack for payday two is now available, um, along with the biker, uh, heist, each of which will set you back, um, I think $4.99. I know the character pack is $4.99. And I think the heist, which adds a whole new heist to the game, I think is also $4.99. But don't quote me on that. Ivor is. Ivor, 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 you go fact check that for me, okay? So that's Payday 2 the biker heist and character pack and then, finally in our new and noteworthy talk about burying the lead, we have a game called Bloodgate yes Ivor, I know we will go about 5-10 minutes over this week So, Bloodgate, which I have already logged three hours in after getting it last night, came out June 2nd. Bloodgate builds itself, here's what they have to say. A -a one-of-a-kind action puzzle RPG adventure. Players are unleashed into fast-paced battles. Okay, if you want to be unleashed into a fast-paced battle, then this is it. Take off that dog collar, baby. Reminds me of, uh, Radiator 2. Uh, players are unleashed in fast-paced battles where they must balance intense real-time combat with precision rune matching in an attempt to defeat unspeakable demons. So far, this came out on June 2nd, 2016. So like only like two weeks ago. So far, and this is a, this is kind of impressive. And I can understand why. So far, the reviews already are positive. Overall, 24 positive reviews. It, Bloodgate is also our video of the week for this episode. So if you check out the blurb for episode 86, there's a link to our YouTube video for Bloodgate, which shows you what it is. But here's what it is. Bloodgate is like, remember how Puzzle Fighter crossed like Tetris, I mean, not Tetris, uh, columns, like the, the, the Sega Genesis ripoff of Tetris? Or was that gems or whatever the fuck it was called? You remember how Puzzle Fighter, if you remember the game Puzzle Fighter, crossed like Tetris with Street Fighter and made a competitive matchmaking based game in which it was a versus experience? (laughs) Well, Bloodgate does the same thing. The main action of Bloodgate takes place, you know, it's, 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 it's similar to Ironcast if you've been listening to the show. Um, If you played Ironcast, Bloodgate is way better than Ironcast. Bloodgate combines pu- Puzzle Fighter with Diablo. But not just Diablo, it really, they did a really good job on this so far. It is very difficult to stop playing. It has, you have you can upgrade your characters. There are hundreds of items. Um, the stats of the items and the way you equip your characters and, and the way you, uh, choose to upgrade spells and, and unlock spells and blah, blah, blah. It is insanely addictive. And the actual gameplay is tremendously fun. And, uh, I can't say enough about it. Keep your eyes peeled here for a full review. You know, and then after I get about 20 hours, I'll have a full review of Bloodgate. Absolutely. Because I can't stop playing it. It is. Fucking awesome. So, I mean, that's just my, you know, three hours in. It's in early access, but Bloodgate, B-L-O-O-D-G-A-T-E, is $8.99. One thing I gotta say, they just added the Linux support for it, so I'm thinking that it's running in some sort of virtualization wrapper like Wine or whatever, because don't let this, you know, ruin, you know, your, your buzz about getting a puzzle fighter um, injection, action injection, like Botox straight up in your fucking eyeballs, baby. Don't let this one comment, uh, cool you down too much. The user interface, everything outside of like the actual, um, matches has this weird lag, like where it's taking forever to load. And update the screen after you do an action. I I hope that'll get fixed, but the game is not at all unstable. I've not experienced any crashes or anything. It just takes about 30 seconds after, like, you move an item from your inventory into a slot and it replaces another item. Like, it'll take 30 seconds for it to update the screen. And there's, like, a little... One cool thing is, like, and it probably saved Bloodgate. Here's a tip to all you, uh, game designers out there who think that, you know, designing a user interface for your game is second, is secondary to actually making the game. Well, if you want to get on a show, I know the most prized moment of media exposure that any any fledgling developer can even hope for, can, could even dream of, in their wildest dreams, is exposure of their title on the Best Linux Games Podcast. I know, I know, I know. But just consider this. Bloodgate, not only would I not be talking about it right now, probably I probably would not be talking about it right now, but I probably would have returned it after the first 30 seconds had they not had the foresight to make sure that there's a little thinking icon that pops up in the lower left hand corner of the screen while the game is updating stuff for your display luckily so think about that like right there bam 30 seconds I probably would have returned it because I would have just been confused and been like oh this is buggy as fuck fuck these guys But because of that little icon, because they made smart user interface decisions in their menus and stuff, even though, you know, there's work to be done in terms of optimizing it, at least in terms of on Linux, they were saved. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Ivor, I know we are grotesquely over time, but we have to do our wrap-up here of our new and noteworthy What I'm Playing. So, we had, I think this is kind of in in order, the final take, which is like Fatal Frame but with video editing. Then we had, uh... Oh, God! Oh, God! Then we had Funklift, Kreia, Roguelands, those were our three um games that are finally out of early access. Congratulations to those guys. And then we had, uh, Radiator 2 and Transmissions Element Number 120, which are both free. Uh, neither of which really pump my nads, but hey, if you're into that sort of thing. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, you're queer if you're into, you know, Half-Life and Valves if you haven't already been disabused of those childlike fantasies if the fucking dew has not been removed from your delusional fucking eyes. If you're still a fanboy, I'm not saying that, you know, that makes you a homosexual. And if you are homosexual, that's cool with me too. But uh, I'm just saying that both of those are free and neither one pumps my ads. I wonder if there's some sort of connection there. Anyway, then we had The Narrator is a Dick. Then we had, uh, the two payday two downloadable content packs, uh, the biker heist and the biker heist character pack. And then, oh my God, I told you, I told you, you're going to be out of control. I told you, I, I warned you, I tried to tell you. Flames, flames. Oh my God. Flame. Oh, on I'm the side the of my face. Oh, this is fucking ponderous, yes, that's right, Casey. Pine um, and ponderous. finally we had Bloodgate which you need to check out if you are at all-fan of Puzzle Fighter. Which brings us, of course, because we have no deals this week, brings us, of course, to this week's review. Cue it, Ivor! Oh, my God, he's a... Oh, Ponderous. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. Okay, so, we can't get out of here without doing our promised review. So, I'm gonna... Luckily, this game doesn't require that humongous of a review. Our review this week is of a game we mentioned a couple of weeks ago called Steam World Heist. S T E A M W R L D Heist, H-E-I-S-T, which is... Uh, if you've been listening to the show it's the game that builds itself as being a, a side scrolling as as being a combination or of of uh combining elements from both XCOM and Worm the Worm series what SteamWorld, Steamworld Heist really has very little to do with either of those what Steamworld Heist is in the immortal words of I think it was Joel Hodgson from MST3K or it might have been Mike Nelson during, I can't remember which fucking episode it was, but they're watching this terrible fucking movie! Um, it was either Man of the Sands of Fate or The Wild Wild World of Batwoman, something absolutely fucking awful. Cheers, let's have a drink to Ivor, a farewell drink. No, I'm just kidding, Ivor! In, in the immortal words, as they watch, as they behold this miasma of just... You know, semi-stream-of-consciousness, jaggedly edited, nonsensical gibberish unfold visually across the screen. 45 minutes into the film, one of the bots goes, You see? The movie works because we care about the characters. Well, SteamWorld Heist, that is one of many things that... Actually, is working in World Heist. World Heist gets almost everything right, especially the character design, which at first I was, I could, I was like, you know, who the fuck cares? Steamworld Heist is a side-scrolling, um, sh- side-scrolling turn-based action point-oriented strategy shootout science fiction steampunk game. Uh, with a female protagonist who is awesome. And so when you start playing the game, you, you play as these robots, these steam powered robots. The earth has been blown up. There are no more fucking humans left. It's just these steam powered robots that rule the universe. And as I mentioned in, um, when I first talked about the game, the brilliant, the, the, ge- the absolute brilliance of that conceit. In terms of game design is, well, if robots, you know, ran off of nuclear power and all of us are dead, then who the fuck would care? Just be like, okay, fine. No, because they are steam-powered robots, they still need water. And so it's this elaborate, beautifully rendered, cartoony, has a very distinct visual style. It's a very clear visual style with these very lovable characters, like absolutely shimmering with style points, in all honesty, from a game design perspective. Um, I've been doing had a very fucking busy 10 days this week, but I've been doing a lot of 3D modeling and uh that that a re- lot of really focused um 3D modeling, actually, more so than I basically ever have. Um and th- I think that experience kind of informed my enjoyment of Steamworld Heist, which is all also has great cutscenes, but realistic, but really The thing that you'll come to love most about SteamWorld Heist are memorable characters. They're, they're all made out of junk, but they are all like 1920s serial styled retro, um, robots. And notice how I've only said the word steampunk once in this review. Okay. So twice now it's because I hate steampunk. Don't worry. I love the 1920s. I hate steampunk. Steamworld Heist is more about a 1920s western set in post-apocalyptic space. It's great for all ages too. So, um, if you have been sheltering your kids from every time you listen to this podcast from them hearing me say "fucking cocksuckers," um, then you know Steamworld Heist is right up their alley. It has this excellent, very finely balanced combination of it's not complicated at all so you can jump right in, pick up and play it I've already logged six hours in Steam World Heist and I've been I've been busy as fuck this last week, so like, you know when you're completely trashed or whatever after beating your wife, you know, and you're tired and you don't want to, you know just veg out or whatever but you don't want an entirely pointless, empty calories blast fest you want something with a little bit of story but with really great characters and really good controls. Um, SteamWorld Heist is absolutely what the doctor ordered. It is... Thank you, Ivor. Ah, excellent. Just for this, I'm keeping you on the staff. This and the fact that you work for free. And uh, live in my garage. Chained to the radiator. In your underwear. With the ball gag. Ivor, the internet isn't working! Why is this page taking forever to load? Okay, here we go. So yeah, Steamworld Heist. Like I said, it's an action point oriented, side-scrolling, turn-based, strategic. Um, but it's so the the action is so finely tuned. The pacing of the way you actually execute your turn is so perfectly tuned that it, it it's almost. It, it doesn't feel like a turn-based game at all. It feels more like a side-scrolling platformer. Uh SteamWorld Heist is $19.99. I would say check out a video of it. And if you find, like I did, it took me a while to warm up to it, in all honesty. It took me like the first hour and a half before I, I finally fell completely under the spell of the excellent character design and really started to appreciate um how... How meticulously thoughtful and uh crisp every aspect of the design of this game is, and how all of that makes it such a a really uh a really involving but also uh, involving experience to uh jump into, but also um a fun action game that's you know it it might not immediately strike you. As like, you know, the greatest game, but check out the, check out a video of it before you buy it. I would say that like, I would say that it's definitely worth $19.99, but that's like in a world of the forms, uh, universal idealization of the entire concept of quote unquote worth. Like, I mean, Steam World Heist is absolutely worth $19.99. Whether or not it's, whether or not to you it will be worth your $19.99, I don't know. But, I loved it. Thought it was great. So that'll do us for, uh, Ivor Molina's last show. No, I'm just kidding, Ivor. I'm just kidding. Ivor will be back with us. Just as I'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, Joe Jokimon Kendall has, uh, performed his, uh, evil wizardry on this episode. If he hasn't, then I, you can only blame me for, uh, the disaster that <laughs> you... I'm just kidding. Um, thanks, thanks, uh, to Joe Jokimon Kendall for volunteering, regardless of what happens, for volunteering his time and efforts. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, that'll do us for episode 86. Check out www.bestlinksgames.com where you can check out the episode, uh, blurb for this episode. That'll have our deals for the week when they finally come out. That'll probably be tomorrow. And uh, check, absolutely check out Bloodgate, our video of the week. You can find a link to that in our blurb. Oh, and one other final thing, cause life would not be complete without some mentioning of Duskers. There will also be a link to a Tumblr post I made. If you haven't seen burn after reading the movie, you cannot follow that link and watch the clip. If you have seen burn after reading, then that's cool. This clip provides the most concise, Um, summary of the exact sensation emotionally of what it's like to play Duskers and uh, I am still stalking Tim Keenan we are going to talk to him because at this point I've sent him so many messages and Twitter stuff and etc that you know uh, that's the thing about stalking someone once you're stalking them you don't even realize it. What's the difference? I you know. I just message him, you know, every now and then, you know, like, I mean, you know, every five minutes, you know, it's not, uh, yeah, I'm wearing his underwear right now, and I'm in front of his house, with you know, but hey, <laughs> I just happened to be here. I happened to be in the neighborhood, so I thought, you know, yeah, I need to go to, to, you know, his city to get, um, some toilet paper, and so, you know, I was right here, anyway, <laughs> anyway, cheers, thanks for listening, uh, episode 86. Done! The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die.